This is a special featured interview of The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's special guest is Ken Klinker, a professional pumpkin carver of over 20 years. He will be interviewed by our very own Travis Richards. The views and opinions of this interview are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the host and the guest. Here's Travis Richards and Ken Klinker. How long have you been carving pumpkins? Uh, I'd say I've been doing it fairly seriously for about 30 years. And I started out just carving pumpkins for my kids. And then I'd put some out in my front yard, you know, six or eight of them every year. And then eventually I started carving more and taking them to the courthouse up in Evanston, Wyoming and put on a display there. And then when I moved to Farmington, I started displaying them at City Hall now, this is the first year that I've tried to put them up out in my front yard to display them for the whole month. And I should have about 350 foam pumpkins carved for this year's display. I started out carving real pumpkins. You know, I got to where I was doing more and more elaborate patterns all the time. And so some of those real pumpkins like Jack Sparrow would take me maybe five or six hours to carve. And I'd put them out for one night and then have to throw them away. And that's what kind of motivated me to start carving foam pumpkins because I can keep them year after year. I've got a Jack Sparrow now that I probably carved 15 or maybe even 20 years ago, and uh, it's still still on display. So you said you carved about 350 for this year? Well, over, I've saved over 20 years of carving foam pumpkins. I've saved them every year. And so now oh. I'll have about 350 of them saved up and put out in my display. I usually carve about probably 80 to 100 pumpkins a year, but I sell most of them. So I might have 20 to 30 new ones that I put in my display every year. Who do you sell most of your pumpkins to? I get most of my orders either by word of mouth from people locally or relatives or whatever that decide they want to buy one. And I get most of my uh, orders off the internet through Etsy because I have an Etsy page called Ken's Pumpkin Patch at Etsy.com. And so that's where I sell the majority of my pumpkins. Uh, Just this year, I shipped two to Australia for the first time. Those were the first foreign sales that I've made. But I ship them all over the country from Washington down to Florida and up to New York and down to California. So people just order them all over the country. I didn't know that you started sending them out internationally. Yeah, I had a lady contact me and she said, I want to, can you make these patterns? And I said, well, I'll make them, but I can't guarantee they're going to get there in one piece because that's a long way. And she said, that's okay. I get stuff shipped to me all the time from the United States and it took over a month to get there, but they ended up getting there in one piece. So I was pretty pleased with that. What have been some of your favorite designs that you've carved over the years? One of my favorite designs is a zombie from the movie Tar Man, and it's this dripping face of a zombie, so it's kind of disgusting, but it's a it's a favorite of mine. This year, I carved a couple of uh, pirate a pirate skeleton steering a ship, and I really like that pattern. I've carved all the seven dwarfs, and I've got about fifteen Harry Potter themed pumpkins. I like those. And one of the things I really like, which I don't see very many people do, are uh, three-dimensional images, like cubes that are look like they're three-dimensional, and 
I've got one that looks kind of like a donut or a tire that looks three-dimensional. So I really like carving those kind. I've uh, I've got a lot of Disney patterns, a lot of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. I've got quite a few that I've carved for like the Munsters. A lot of people don't know who the Munsters are, but I've got all the Munsters carved. I, I like to do groups of patterns that have some kind of a theme. I think I've mentioned most of them that I've done groups of. I've got a lot of haunted houses and I carve a lot of witches and a lot of Frankensteins and I try to do a little something for everybody. So I've got some old time characters like Alfred Hitchcock and John Wayne and Humphrey Bogart and a few, you know, a few like that that some of the older people recognize and some of the younger people don't have a clue who they are. I remember a few years ago, I think you were noticed by Utah Media. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I've had several uh, news interviews here in Utah. I've had a couple people that came out to my house and took videos of me carving and interviewed me. And and then I've had uh, two or three where I took the pumpkins into a studio and set them up in there. And then they interviewed me in the studio. I probably won't do that anymore because that's an awful lot of work for about 30 seconds on TV. But it was fun doing those. One of the funnest things I did was two years ago, I got hired by Facebook and they flew me out to California, put me up in a hotel, shipped about 20 pumpkins out to California that they paid for. They took me to this old house up in the hills out of Los Angeles where they were shooting videos to promote different pumpkin carving groups. And I'm on in the, uh, it's called the Pumpkin Carving Group and on Facebook. And there's about 12,000 members of that group. Everybody displays their pumpkins and answers people's questions and really promotes pumpkin carving. Well, this video, they had me, uh, they had caterers there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They had makeup people and they had prop people and they had costume people. They picked out an outfit for me and then they set me down and put on makeup and, <laughs> you know, did all kinds of stuff. And then we went up and shot the video up in a in an attic where they'd set up a little pumpkin carving shop. And I carved a real pumpkin and talked about pumpkin carving tips and that kind of thing. And then when the video finally came out on Facebook, it was about 30 seconds long and it was really fun and entertaining, but it took about three days total of my time to to do the video, and it took 12 hours on site before they finally got around to me, and, and I was able to do my part of the video. But it was a lot of fun, and it promoted the group, and membership went up quite a bit when that came out because people wanted to go in and see the pumpkin carving. So that's the pumpkin carving group on Facebook. I would highly recommend that if anybody's interested in carving pumpkins, that they go visit that. How much longer do you think you'll be carving pumpkins? Yeah, I, I suspect I'll be doing it for the foreseeable future. You know, I'm at a house right now where I have a place to store the pumpkins and it's a nice neighborhood that I can display them where I don't, I'm not too worried about vandalism or people stealing in them. And so, um, you know, I think I'll be, I'll 
do it for the foreseeable future. It's hard to imagine when I'll stop carving pumpkins. And even if I quit doing it kind of semi-professionally, I'll probably still every year carve a pumpkin or two just to have on display wherever I am living. It might be a real pumpkin instead of a foam pumpkin, but I suspect I'll keep carving them till the day I die, probably. What have you enjoyed about the reactions from other people? Well, it really is is my motivation for continuing to carve pumpkins and try to find more elaborate designs out on the internet and stretch myself to carve more difficult pumpkins. Of course, in the past, I've pretty much just displayed them on Halloween night, but I would stand out there for hours and hours just seeing people's reactions and answering questions and stuff like that. One of the funnest things about it was when I've got so many pumpkins and there's such a variety of them that people would be looking at them and they'd say, well, it's time to go. And then they'd say, oh, wait, I didn't see this one. And then they'd look at that for a while. And then they'd go, oh, I didn't notice this one. And and so uh, it's kind of hard for people to leave because they just keep noticing other pumpkins that they didn't see. So that's one fun reaction that I enjoy. For the last several years, I've taken, oh, maybe 100 pumpkins into the grade schools where my wife works and where I work actually now as a teacher's aide. But uh, I'd set them up on the stage with the curtains closed so it's nice and dark. And it's really fun to watch a classroom of kids come in and get all excited and point out the ones that they like. and, And, you know, it just... As much as the teachers try to keep them quiet, it's just a constant, very loud reactions to the pumpkins. I really enjoy watching that, too. And they really like the three-dimensional ones. I mean, there's some of them that they don't recognize, but they they are pretty receptive to just about any pumpkin that I bring in there. One of the things that I've started doing as kind of a reaction to the pumpkins is that I've started asking people if they will bring some canned goods when they come to see my pumpkin display so I can donate them to a local food bank. And I've had a pretty good reaction out of people doing that. Usually I have two or three trunkfuls of food that I can take over to the food bank after I'm done displaying my pumpkins. This year, hopefully having them up for the entire month, I might be able to collect even more One of the things people ask me a lot is, where do you come up with these patterns? And where do you come up with ideas for pumpkins? If anybody's interested in pumpkin carving, there's a pumpkin site called stonykins.com. That's S-T-O-N-E-Y-K-I-N-S.com. And they got over 10,000 patterns for pumpkins, you know, real simple ones to patterns that are look like they're almost impossible to carve. But another real good thing about that is there's all kinds of tutorials on there, both for real pumpkins and for how to carve foam pumpkins. If you go to that website, you can get all kinds of tips on how to carve pumpkins. The other one that I get most of my patterns, or a lot of my patterns from, is called zombiepumpkins.com. And his aren't nearly as elaborate, but he's got a lot of them there, and and uh, it's a really good place to get patterns for carving pumpkins. And then the other thing I do is I just do searches on the Internet. If I want a pumpkin card with a zombie, you can go on the Internet and just say, zombie pumpkin patterns. And a lot of times a good pattern will show up there. You can download that and use it to carve your pumpkin. 
I've got a few pointers that really make it easier to carve a real pumpkin. The first thing I do is I cut out the bottom of the pumpkin instead of the top of it. And that way, if I light my pumpkins with Christmas lights, just to set them on a string of Christmas lights. But if you want to put a candle in them, you can do that too. Cut a hole, a little hole in the top tack, kind of like a, a chimney for the heat to escape. But if you cut out the bottom, then you can light your candle and then set the pumpkin on top of that and you don't burn yourself trying to light the candle. A lot of people get burned when they're trying to reach down in the top and light a candle. Another pointer I would make is that you should get something to scrape out the inside of the pumpkin wherever you want to carve so that the thickness of the inside, the meat of the pumpkin, is only about a half inch thick. Sometimes you get a pumpkin and it, it might have an inch or two inches of meat inside that if you try to cut through that, it's almost impossible to get a good hole in there and get it to come out. But if you scrape down the inside of that before you start carving, it'll make your carving much, much easier and it'll make your pumpkin look a lot better. Another thing that I do is I trace the pattern onto the pumpkin with what they call serral transfer paper. And it's like carbon paper. You put the pattern on it and you trace over the pattern and it transfers that pattern onto your pumpkin. And then you can just cut it out. Rather than use a knife, I use little saws. Most people have probably seen the pumpkin carving kits in the stores during Halloween where they've got some patterns and they've got these little saws in there and you can use those little saws to carve out the pumpkin. It's easier and safer than it is using a knife. Those are the three main pointers that I would have. You've been listening to a featured interview of The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Savannah Bewley, and Travis Richards with our special featured guest, Ken Klinker. The views and opinions of this featured interview are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the host and the special guest. This featured interview was edited by me, Savannah Bewley. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Taking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more featured interviews or episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu radio and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to BYU-Idaho Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.